Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for joining us. You are locked into episode 177, Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. Hosted by two guys that met on social media but never in real life. I'm one of those guys. My name is Colin Flynn. I live in Iowa, and my co-host, John M. Craig. And I live in Red Bank, New Jersey, and I am currently in Connecticut. Colin, I'm up, up, I'm up at Susie's house here. In and, Connecticut. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think this is the first time I'm recording from Connecticut. So she's, uh, uh, she's letting you kind of sniff around the house there while she's not around. I mean, no, I'm not like going through drawers and and opening up things and like uh, exploring. I mean, I'm just I'm here. I'm you know I'm just chill, hanging out with her dog. By the way, she's got a dog, and uh, I don't know where the dog is right now, Roxy, but uh, she's quiet. You right should now. you should you should kind of look through things a little bit. It's no, it's a good, it's a good no, nope, a, no interest, good, zero interest. I know you think she's she's listening. Uh, she probably will come back and listen to this because she's curious as to whether or not you you're gonna go through the drawers. Uh, I don't. I don't like. Literally, do not go through drawers. I don't. I don't snoop. I'm not a teenager. Like I'm not twelve. I'm a grown man, and uh, I'm not guys, going you know, through you're, drawers. You're, you're kind of part time ish, you know, you 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 you're getting to know each other still. You're in that uh No, we know one another. Phase. We know one another. It's not part time. <laughs> it's not part time. How far apart does do you live? Let's start there. Let's break it down. 985 you know, miles. <laughs> no. <laughs> we, uh I don't know. I don't know no, the no, number no. of miles. I mean, it's uh 180. It's cool. Okay, so all right. All right, no, it's it's if you don't want to look through her drawers, uh, physically. Why? <laughs> Do you want to look through her drawers? I mean, I'm not gonna like we're not gonna turn this thing. Look, I don't have a wireless mic. I'm not doing this. I I'm do. not picking up the mic, and, and I'm not gonna pretend. I, I'm not gonna do that radio thing, that theater of the mind. Let's take some phony phone calls. Why don't we? Don't, Let's I, put in a cart I, of a fake phony phone call. I want to. I want. I, I want to look through the drawers. I do. I. I'm curious. I, I, I mean, look. I know what's in certain cabinets. Like I know. I mean, right now I'm sitting in the dining room and I'm looking into the kitchen and I know that there is a pantry here to the left of the stove and inside the pantry are two giant things of Nutella, which makes my head explode because I think so. We've been together. She and I have been uh, in a relationship since July. I've. I, I can't remember the exact first time i came up here but it was uh probably a good possibly in august i don't remember the exact date but and since i've been coming here those two things of nutella have been here and i don't think there has been any change in the amount and i've not gone into them once it's possible i'm just throwing this out as uh, as as an idea that maybe those aren't the same new it's the same two nutella it's that the, every week there's two new Nutellas. Yeah, but one is open and it has the same. Like, I didn't mark it. I didn't take a Sharpie and mark it after, like, the third time going, like, what's going on here? But but my point is this, is that if I had even one of those Nutellas be gone in probably three days. Well, you're there. You you know. Well, no, I don't want to go near it. Here's the thing, though. I think that she needs some help with her Nutella. And, you know. (laughs) No. Now, listen, no one needs, nobody should need help with their Nutella. I mean, if you're allergic to hazelnuts, then I understand you're going to need help with your Nutella because you shouldn't have it. It's deadly. But yes. for someone like me, it's just delicious. Yeah, and I so want. Yeah. So, but I know that that's there. But that's not snooping. That's like I, I needed to get the vinegar while I was, you know, I used the vinegar to make my poached eggs. So, because mm-hmm. I'm so particular that I need to make poached eggs. With vinegar, mm-hmm. even. Which well, I the vinegar, think. you don't put the salt. I don't know. It's supposedly, supposedly better to put the vinegar in the water. Okay. This. You see, do you know, have you ever, ever made a poached egg? We've talked about this, haven't we? I, uh, you know, I think I have uh, uh, maybe had a poached egg conversation with you. Um, I, I'm pretty I sure do, we have. I, and you I have, you have, chicken, you, have, you have chickens, right? I, I, yeah, I'm one of those people. I do have chickens. No, you do. And, 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 and a, a, a fresh egg is incredible. It's really good. So it's simple to make. Occasionally, I will have an egg so fresh <coughs> that it's still warm 
from the chicken's arse. God bless you, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah, I thought I hit the mute. I hit the. Co- I tried to hit the cough button, but I haven't used this microphone in a while. I it's missed all right, it. It's all right. You're, you're kind of, occasionally yeah. I'm getting a lot of that microphone. Just, you know, I know it's new for you, but um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we've got you. We've got <laughs> loud and clear, which is good. Um, it's it's better than the opposite. But so I turned vinegar, I turned my levels down, but I apologize for coughing in your ear. Yeah. Vinegar, so, vinegar in the egg. Or well, not in the egg, I mean in the water instead in of like water. salt. Yeah. But the egg is out of the shell and it's in the water in a in mm-hmm. that scenario. So right, and then it's like, well, you know, you, you you crack the egg, you put it into like a small little egg cup kind of deal. Yeah. You boil the water, you bring it down to a simmer, you you spin the water around with a utensil, a spoon or something to create like a whirlpool. Yeah. And then you take the egg so and you dump it right into the center. And then the yolk wraps itself around so does Susie, does Susie have a lot of? Uh, does she have a really good set of knives, or or, or a good chef's knife? Do something you open the drawer and you find a knife, a chef's knife, that uh, you'd say, "Holy that! That's a that's a Japanese shun knife." This is, uh, or um, maybe a, a more burly. Uh, let's let's pick pick something more burly. This this says a lot about a person. This see now when I'm looking through drawers, this is what I'm looking looking for. I'd be looking in the drawer and I'd be looking. I'd be pulling out the chef's knife, and I'd be I'd be doing uh, this comparison thing. I'd be going, is it is it a shun, which is a fine Japanese knife? Um, is it a um, which usually that type of person is is a little uh, they're a little artsier. They're a little more. Uh, um, uh, open to the world, I think the Shun knife uh, owner, um, and then um, they may also have in there as an alternative. Um, they may be a, a more of a practical kind of person that uh, that wants something that uh, speaks to uh, quality. Um, they they may have a, a Wusthof, and so if they're a Wusthof chef's knife owner, um, then uh, they they they've they've got a lot of practicality, I think, in their life. Um, if they're a person that has um, something that came from uh, some multi-level marketing company that they bought online, I'm trying to think of the name of some of those uh, some of those uh, companies uh, that. Uh, those are usually shit shit knives and uh uh oftentimes people will brag about them on on facebook and then they'll go look i got my pampered chef i got my pampered chef knife look at this this is badass but anybody that knows about the wustoff or the shun knows that that pampered chef is some basic ass bullshit and should be fucking thrown away anthony bourdain is rolling over in his grave so uh, that's what I'd be looking for as I as I looked into the into the drawers as, as I looked into. Susan's yeah, drawers. I have I have not um, I have not cooked enough or or explored enough and snooped to see if there's a really good um, chef you know like knife. Um, not sure, and then and then or, I think or, or even pu- there, 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 possibly there's no chef's knife, and, and that to me and, is like, and I and I and I would and I would put an asterisk next to some of these things in the sense of like, uh, you know, it, let's say someone uh, was separated or divorced, right? And they have children, and now they're a, a working mom or dad or whatever, and they barely have even much time to prepare and to cook or whatever, or it's just it's a whole different thing. You know, I mean, here's what I would say to anybody: mm-hmm. if you're if you're recently uh, separated or divorced and uh, you haven't done it yet, um, and and if you're close, if you, if you're ready to walk out the door right now, the first thing I want you to do when you walk out the door is get in your car, drive to some place that has some decent fucking cutlery, and the first thing you should do, absolutely without question, is buy a chef's knife. Or just to have at least one good chef's knife is what you're saying. Have a, have a good goddamn knife in your life because that's probably what was lacking in the relationship to begin with. Is <laughs> a really good chef's knife saves marriages. Uh, if quite often. Or it could end a marriage. <laughs> or it could be the end. You know, I think you really want to know your spouse before, while you're married, before you get a really <laughs> good Japanese high-end, quote-unquote, <laughs> chef's knife. Yes. Now, you know, it's, it, yeah, like, OJ had very nice uh, chef's knives, I think. I'm pretty sure. He, he, he had access have, to. He, Someone he had, had access. access. He did. He, yeah. 
Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm here. I'm here at Susie's, and I'm not snooping. That's the bottom line. That's all really we were getting at is just not snooping, not right, going so. through drawers. But, I, you know, I remember now that you really like snooping. I mean, there was a one time you were out, and there was that uh, um, a fairly intoxicated woman, and she left the table, yes. and she went to the bathroom, and uh, I think started going through, <laughs> like, the group was starting to go through her pocketbook. I, yes, that, and did I make that up? You, no, you did not. And uh, I didn't make that know, up. That's a thing. I, I have actually snooped through houses that I wasn't supposed to be in. Um, I, I told you that story. I went to a one time we were go, trying to go to an open house, and um, there were two, there were two yard signs that houses were for sale. And uh, we actually walked into the wrong <laughs> to the house. closed house. <laughs> it was open. The door was open, and we went in and we're looking for the realtor. Uh-huh. She wasn't there. I just decided to just keep looking around, and right. um, yeah, from that house, uh, w- there's a souvenir in our house from that house. Um, <laughs> what did you? A, what did you borrow? What did you take? What did you? <laughs> there was a pool table still in the house. Everything else was, <laughs> was the only remaining. It'd be, it'd be re- I'd be really impressed and not judge you if, if you took, took the pool table. Took the pool table. No, the the uh, everything it was removed from the house. Sands. The only thing that was in the house was there was still oddly there was some beer in the refrigerator, a fairly mm-hmm. good amount of beer, uh, like a couple of six packs of beer in the refrigerator, and the the pool table was there still in completely intact, and um, we decided just for funsies to take the uh, thirteen ball off the uh, off the pool table and take it with us because we got out successfully without getting caught. Do you still have that? Kind of fun. Still have that, yeah, yeah. Still have the thirteen balls. Where does it live? It's on a. uh, We have a a shelf, uh, multi multi shelf unit which has curios on it, and we found a little. You can get these. They kind of look like. uh, Well, maybe it is a candlestick uh, holder, but the candlestick holder um, has the uh, pool ball sitting on top of it, and uh, and it's it's nicely in there. It's, it's yeah it's uh, it's tucked amongst other things other other oddities other uh, peccadillos other things that uh, we've stolen from other houses <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then and, and I know the answer to this question I'm gonna ask it anyway so needless to say when you when you're at a party when you're guest at someone's home you will yes. open up the medicine cabinet um, usually now my latest thing this is my new thing with uh, going to other people's houses uh, um, when I before I leave my house what I do is I look around and if there's something at the house that's I'm looking I'm going you know we should get rid of that um, there's <laughs> something that that, mm-hmm. um, I, that I, I, I want to uh, you know, I could take it to Goodwill. I could do something like that. I could, uh, you know, in in some uh, responsible manner, get rid of this said item. I, instead, I bring it to their house, and then I s- somehow place it in their house while while I'm there. Is it? it, it what's, what's the? Uh, what's the? Uh, like, give me an example of an item that you took from your home, and you strategically placed it, in, unbeknownst to the guest, you know, to the to the host, placed it in so, their home. Yes. So at uh, at Christmas, uh, just you know, we just went through the holiday season. At Christmas, um, we were decorating the tree, and we had um, we had a, a uh, some ornaments that we you know you get ornaments over the years, and either they they start to you know to add up. It's uh, in some in some cases, and we had some stuff that we obviously were not going to use, and um, we had been given a gift of a. Um, uh, somewhere along the line, or Rachel got it. I don't know exactly where it where it, it originated from, but we had a bunch of these little. They look like uh, like cranberries, sort of like these decorative cran- cranberry things mm-hmm. that were uh, ornaments. We decided we're never going to be cranberry people. We're just not going to use those on the tree. But we had a bag. There's probably like twenty of them in there. So um, Brian. I strategically uh, put them. I put them in a Ziploc baggie and put them in my coat pocket. And then, this you know, there was people wandering around the house during this Christmas party and re- moving around. And there was a room where they had their tree set up, and uh, it uh, was. It, there weren't oddly. There, it was missing any presence of cranberries. So I thought, all right. So I helped decorate, and, uh, add a little more decoration to the tree. So uh, added cranberries to the tree. Uh, in in uh, you know there was twenty of them so it was pretty good presence of cranberries when we left and uh, it took a a, f- a few days finally the the, uh, the the host of the party uh, one of their kids I guess had noticed and said uh, mom I noticed what you did with the tree with the with the cranberry things with the with the berries you put on there it looks fantastic it's like uh, that's that's cool I, I like it and. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> she was like, "What? What are you talking about?" Uh, so anyway, so then she did you did what, did you ever let them know? Did they ever find out? We 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 yeah we fessed up, but uh, but wait, I mean, but have you taken other things? You know, like you know, just random clothing. Like, what's the the biggest thing you ever snuck into the house? Like a bowling ball would be a good one. Um, yeah. I have left. Uh, uh, that's a you bring up a, 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 a bowling ball would be great. Um, I just got to keep it like an old school bowling board ball in an old school like bowling ball bag. You know, like a leather bag. I, like just place it yeah. tra- strategically in a closet near other sporting goods kind of stuff, and be like, "Hey, honey, did you get a bowling ball? <laughs> like, <laughs> like what? Did you? Are you in a bowling league? I had no idea." <laughs> You could start. You could start. You could drive some families nuts. These mysteries, like the thirteen ball, would be weird because that might actually be scary and creepy if a thirteen ball just showed up (laughs) at someone's house because thirteen can be considered good luck or bad luck. But I'm just want to know how far you take this and what the satisfaction is because you'll never know. Now you will. You won't necessarily know the joy of the frustration you've caused. Yes, I'm thinking. You know, um, and I haven't done a lot of it, uh, honestly, but. <laughs> the um, I'm thinking, yeah, the the bowling ball. I think certain books could be uh, could be uh, interesting. You know, if you have somebody that uh, you mm-hmm. know, for instance, is uh, okay. If that person is a a dyed in the wool uh, Republican or something, I could uh, leave a book on a bookshelf somewhere of mm-hmm. uh, you know um, John F. Kennedy's uh, life or something. Yeah, something. Or, or Mike. Well, John F. Kennedy, maybe maybe like a Michael Moore collection of, of films. <laughs> yeah, you know? even better. Yeah, you know, right. or something like that. Even you know better. what I mean? Or yeah. yeah. You know, a Rush Limbaugh book for someone who's really liberal left wing, like that guy that you work with, the guy with the glasses, you know, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. stuff like that, you know, without necessarily doing a sticker or something like that, where it's just, but I think the smaller, the better, and the more mysterious, the better, especially like, I mean, and you have looked in medicine cabinets, obviously, but it's just old hat for you, I imagine. Yes. I, so, I, usually, uh, I usually try to check it out. I, I want to know. Yeah. Uh, inquiring minds want to know. They do. And uh, I've, I, I do have that. I, I've got that in me. And it's just... Uh, Life is short, and I think you know if if you've got uh, how many siblings? How many siblings do you have? Did you have Um, six? Six, a total of seven of you. Yes, yes. And and the age range was was pretty pretty big, right? The oldest to the youngest. Right. I'm gonna cough. Hang on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm back. Um, Eighteen. What was it? Eighteen years? No. Twenty years. Twenty years. Uh, Yeah. Like your dad was born in like 1863, right? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, no, your dad was born in what, like nineteen oh six, oh four. Yes, oh four. Okay, yeah, same as my grandfather, my f- mother's father. Wow. Yeah. yeah right. So, uh, so did were you? And you were toward the. You were down at the bottom. You were one of the younger ones, right? I was the youngest. The very. Youngest. Oh, the youngest. So, were you fairly mis- mischievous? Uh, you know, I, yeah, I, I would say I, I had, um. I had my share of uh, of uh, of doctor visits. Uh, we, we before we got on this this call, you and I were, were talking about the, and we probably should do this, uh, given the conversations we have with each other. A lot of times offline, we should do a, a weekly injury report. The, the the injury report. See who's on the injured reserve. Um, not me. I'm I'm perfect. I'm a picture of health. I'm in great shape. I am seriously well, yeah. clean, clean will of health. At uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. You were saying I, you were I, young I when say, you were younger. Yeah, you did. I was I was active, and and so like I've told the kids, we were talking about um, um, Tori. Our, my my daughter was uh, the, had a little uh, emergency room visit. We can talk about that later. But um, we we had been talking about injuries and stuff, and uh, I was telling them some stories. I, I spent a lot of I, w- I was a very uh, rambunctious. Uh, if some other kid would say. Um, you know, um, let's try something uh, stupid. Um, I was one of the first kids to say, "Hey, that, that looks a good, like a good idea. We're going to jump off that into what? Sure, yeah, let's do that." Or yeah, so I, I did a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, um, it's lots of stitches, um, a couple broken bones, uh, that sort of thing. But any of- practical jokes or anything nutty like that, or no? Oh, like practical jokes. Uh, you know, I like to. Uh, not, not some. I wouldn't ever have qualified myself as like a practical joker per se. Um, gotcha. Yeah, if that's where you're going. No. Why do you ask? You, you, no, because right? I mean, it's not. I mean, not necessarily a practical. 
practical joke, oh, but mean, sort of like this I idea that it'd be like, I'm going to do this because it amuses me, and even oh. if no one finds out about it, I'm still like, you know, like, I don't know, like, not that you'd put a dead fish in someone's new home, you know, or where they can't figure out the smell or whatever, but, you know, that you could do something that might mess with someone, and it's something think, they might never even find out about, yeah, but if they yeah, do, yeah. you know, tiny and things, I guess you know. Yeah, yeah. What, where I wasn't connecting the dots when you were asking was because for some reason my brain went to doing something mean. A lot of times when I think of practical jokers, that there's something mean involved, and I'm never no, no, not a mean spirited thing. Just sort of a just like a weird thing that kind of gets into someone's head. Like, uh, what happened here? Like where it messes with their you know their sanity. They can't even remember. Like, did I do this? You know, move yeah. like you, someone always has something on their desk here in their bedroom here, and then it gets moved. Yes. You know, and not to say that you did that. I don't think I'm not very clever at these types of things. I don't do these things. I don't snoop in drawers. I don't do anything terrible. I'm an I'm an incredibly good person. Like I am a decent human being. I am I, very I moralistic. You, you know what I think? Really, I think you're a cat yeah. owner, and uh, <laughs> I think that uh, you you just you're always thinking curiosity killed the cat, and so therefore you know you're just you're worried about that kind of thing. So um, I think that's in the back of your mind, and um, it's. It's holding you back, I think, a little bit. Um, the just, cats, uh, me owning cats, is holding me back. The cats could be holding you back. This is uh, a good, good I, possibility. I think. I think there's only one thing holding me back, and uh, his name is John M. Craig. Uh, he's. Oh, I did watch. I, like I did guy. watch. Uh, I watched the first uh, two and a half ish episodes of Don't Fuck with Cats. Don't fuck with cats. Don't fuck with cats. Yeah, and and is it tough? I read about it, and I watched some trailers. Uh, it's on Netflix. I, th- I had no idea what it was about. And I, I, like, I didn't know what it was shocked. about until I looked it up. And then I was like, holy shit, this is, um, it, it looks pretty, looks pretty intense. And if it, you like yeah. cats, uh, yeah. not an easy one. Even if, even if you don't particularly care so much about cats, it's, it's, you know, they're chasing a sick individual in the, in. Right, right. And it's, it's basically two people who met on the internet who found out about this guy and they go down this rabbit hole to research this guy and help to bring this guy to justice. Right. Essentially. Yeah. But it's not really just about how awful this guy is and the things that he did. It's a combination of things, the relationship between these two people online. and What were they, on a message board or some? It's it's got a good title. Don't know much about about it. Yeah, I think it's the the whole storyline begins around two thousand ish. So you know the internet is still uh, new, and uh, you know, oh wow, uh, bulletin bulletin boards are uh, are a thing mm-hmm, still, mm-hmm. and um, you know the early part of Facebook and as that's exploding and taking off, and uh, oh, so it went all the way up to there, early two thousands. So it's it's yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah the, the Facebook for the people. I mean, for the non college, uh, was probably around two thousand seven, two thousand eight, two thousand. I think. Okay, so, so a little later, but it was so it was still mid. Yeah, okay. So, but it's right. it's r- really early on for uh, for the, when the when this whole storyline starts is it's early for Facebook, it's early for YouTube. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that are there that are. Um, you know, the world was trying to figure things out uh, in a major way. So, um, and mm-hmm. they, these two people bond in this goal to. to to hunt this guy down and uh, it's uh, it's it's a good story from what i've seen so far it's uh, but like i said it's it's the subject material there's parts there where even where they're even where they're describing i thought they were going to show some things that i really i didn't want to see these videos i didn't want to see uh, a lot of it um and um i they they did they cut away from it they 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 give you enough that you know what's going on but they still describe uh, things and even the descriptions are just like man it's 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 you know almost too much, um, but uh, yeah, uh, it, it, it's pretty heavy. It, it really is. So yeah, I haven't yeah. watched it yet. Uh, I don't know that I'm going to do the deep dive. Uh, I may be having a lot more time on my hands these days because uh, it doesn't look like I'm going to be working uh, on any TV show or or movie in the next few weeks at best. So why do they? I mean, s- why, so. Does this, so when you call the you you said you called the union and they're like I, t- I text in the union yeah I text in the union every Friday to say I'm available full time next week I'm available full time next week whatever and uh, normally I just get an okay okay and then this time around I just gotta uh, if you're still available uh, check in at the end of the month so 
Oh, right. So I so I suspect what around. ended up happening. I I suspect what happened is that over the last year or so, it was so busy, so many jobs, a lot of um, you know people got pulled in to work, and then there's just not enough work. And there's going to be some sort of hierarchy with, you know, obviously the, you know, the higher tier union members who've been there for many years and put in their time are going to be at the top of the food chain. And then it's all the way down to, you know, guys like me, you know, and so, yes. so that's what it is. So, I mean, I've, I've got my, uh, my other three things, gig economy gigs available to me. Um, I have to just do a few things there. I don't. I really want to do that, but I think I'm going to do that. And then I have a couple of other things that I'll talk to you about offline. They're not illicit or anything. You know, it's just, I just don't want to talk about them on here. Cause the, are they but I just schemes? did, didn't I? No, 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 no. Did just, they they're, they're, crea- they're creative endeavors that aren't going to get me any money, but uh, right. yeah, be good to, to have that uh, encouragement and support and help because... What helps me could help you, is all I'm saying. I'm not talking to you, Colin. I'm talking to the people, okay? Keep your... Yeah, there's something around the corner, is all I'm saying. That's good. John's going to be... We can uh, just cut this part out, right? We just... we just. Can you do that? <laughs> I'm going to be selling you knives. Be selling... A pampered chef. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. listen, I just... I didn't want to say anything. I just, I, I, I just figured that I, I can't <laughs> sell you any pampered chef. I'll sell you everything except yeah. the knife. Uh, yeah, so, so that's, that's fun. That's good. A lot of time on my hands. So I will, I will probably watch Don't Fuck With Cats. Uh, that'll be like week you, three. You, you could, oh, uh, no, sell girls Scout cookies. No, nobody's doing that right now. Uh, yeah. I could, I could sell Girl Scout cookies. Uh, should I wear the outfit in front of the grocery uh, store as I sell yeah, the, that might, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Outside of so orange, fitness, orange theory fitness, I'll sell Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. You just worked yeah, out. You can have. Come on, these are great. You can. You you have the calories to burn. You right here. And uh, and then with, have you? Uh, what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A beard. A beard. A so green outfit. He's got a green outfit, and he's wearing a beret. He's wearing a beret. Don't you tell me <laughs> I'm not a Girl Scout. I am a Girl Scout. I, I identify. Mm-hmm. This is yeah, how I identify, identify as a Girl Scout. Scout. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, it, and so it, gonna, we'll see that. No, Girl Scout's not yeah. a gender. It's a it's a way of life. It's a it's a it's a whole other thing. Well, um, they do have and now d- now they have scouts, just scouts, which is what the Boy Scouts. Yeah, I know. Yeah, to, yeah, right? yeah, scouts, and and they take I girls don't know. as well. I know. I think that but there's they, still Boy Scouts of America, and I still think there's Girl Scouts of America. And then I don't know. I really don't know. I I, I heard something sure, about I this. I think the Boy Scouts of America got sued because they're anti-gay thing, and then they—I ch- thought they just changed it to Scouts. I don't know, I, but I'm not buying your fucking cookies uh, from your kids. Uh, mine? <laughs> oh, I'm I thought you meant mine. I thought you weren't buying my cookies. I, I'm not no. selling Girl Scout cookies. You're the one that just threw that out there. You made that up. I went along with it. I, I, I'm going to go out there. I'm not taking any I'm responsibility. Go out there and say something. I, I'm saying something very anti. It's probably anti-American, I guess. Um, nobody on the on the debate stage would say this for sure. Uh, I don't really think Girl Scout cookies uh, are that great. I, I think most of them are stale, and uh, I can find an alternative. Well, have you have you had a uh, have you had a Thin Mint? Thin Mints suck. They're they they they're not good. No, they really aren't. They're, you can go to any pretty good. any grocery store. I could take you to any grocery store in the USA and find. A cookie off the shelf, probably even the store brand, and do a blind taste test comparison, and you would choose the other cookie. They're they're, they're not that great. They're, they they really aren't. Uh, uh, Are you suggesting they were only good because you only had one? Not, not good. Uh, no, Shakeology has never been good. I you know I see uh, I, I see that our friend uh, Saha the Kiha, <laughs> she she has got the shake out. She was doing the shake. I got it once. Um, no, maybe twice because I got it from by mistake. This is when Beachbody, you know, yes. P90X and yeah. all that was like still like a subscription thing where you had to buy the DVDs and they were late yes, to the game yes, on yes. streaming. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck yeah. you guys. And uh, yeah, and they have this 
God, what whatever mix that you put in you make. It, it's not a superfood. It's not amazing. Thing. Pretty much. You yeah. Know, if you're, yeah. Down, mm-hmm. if you're mm-hmm. downstream from me, I'm making money off you or some shit like that. I'm going to mm-hmm. try to mm-hmm. talk you into my Shakeology shit, which is, it's in, you know, um, you know, and uh, yes, there's all kinds of, there's like essential oil companies out there now that are doing the same shit and all that stuff. And that stuff is, the, the essential oils are ubiquitous. God damn, I can get them at the fucking gas station now. They're everywhere. And so, well, they're not as good as my essential. Nah, that's the same bullshit. Um, so anyway, that's right. I, and I don't, Mind essential oils. I think if you like the smell of peppermint or patchouli or sage or whatever, and you feel that that is making your life better, I would say do it. Just inhale the shit out of that stuff. But uh, um, don't expect me to buy it from you or your fucking kids. <laughs> That's me. Anyway, um, that sounds kind of negative, I realize. But I will come to your house and steal stuff or leave things occasionally because... Uh, you should leave Girl Scout cookies. we I should, oh fuck! That would be awesome. Maybe I will buy some now. That that is that is a rock solid idea. I will buy. No, I think it's good. Be like whatever's. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, I think I yeah. will buy. Some I, I, I just and some if somebody is complain complaining about their waistline, I will leave Girl Scout cookies at their house. That that's perfect. That's that's a good thing. I like that. Yeah. Which. Uh, right, so so I'm, I found an article here from the Washington right Post. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm fine. I'm totally fine. I'm just. I'm not done with Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> I just. I. I okay. You know. You're just being outrageous. Thin mints are very good. Even the Washington Post. They rank them as number one by as far as Girl Scout cookies. Samoas are okay. Those are the caramel, chocolate, and coconut. It's okay. Pretty good. And I. I do like the dosi dos. It's a peanut butter thing with like a cookie. It's good. It's a sandwich. It's a peanut right. butter sandwich. I like I them. Can Here's the here's the thing too. Okay. I'm sure they're not I, as good as I, I remember, but this. I've asked this of Girl Scouts. Uh, what do you what are you guys doing with all this money? What, 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 why do you why do Girl Scouts need to be selling cookies to be Girl Scouts? Okay, they they give you these well educational. We need to go on trips and we need to do that. And they give you these answers and stuff. Um, I uh, I'm sorry. I. I I think if you want to go on a trip, that's fine, but don't expect me to buy your cookies to get there. Uh, and don't try to guilt me into it as, uh, you know, anybody that comes to, I have this never, never rule uh, about, um, like if somebody that's at work or whatever has a fundraiser in quotes for their kid's school, I'm not ever going to buy anything ever. I'm saying never from you. I, for any reason, I don't care if the kids' uh, baseball team is trying to go to Washington to see uh, President Trump's orange face, or whatever it is that uh, what's going on. I, I you know, it, I'm just I'm never going to buy anything from you. Uh, but what I'm mm-hmm. also going to do is I'm going to return the favor by I'm never going to ask you mm-hmm. to buy anything. Well, from okay, well, you know, kid, ever. Uh, y- you're the youngest of seven children with a father born in 1904. You're not that old a guy, and you're you're a curmudgeon, <laughs> is what you are. And 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 here's and here's the thing is is there here here's what I'm reading now on the Wikipedia page for Girl Scout cookies. Okay, there were five skills with the cookie program that develops. You know, it helps develop. Uh, you know, skills for these girls throughout their lives. Okay, um, goal. Listen, goal setting, decision making. Okay. Money management, business ethics, and something that you surely could have used, people skills. Okay? People skills. So I think that you should maybe be the one selling the Girl Scout cookies, not me. And, yes, I'm on the injured reserve list. (laughs) I am. Here's what I think. I I could not sell Girl Scout cookies right now. The, the parents are selling. The parents yeah, bring yeah, their yeah, yes. to work and they go, will you, will right. you buy this for my kid? And the fucking kid is home playing video games and staring at their phone and they're not doing jack squat. I come from... And I think so that's your issue. Your issue is when sure. some dude shows up at work and starts selling their kids uh, cookies. Them, I, when somebody starts... To, yeah, and I, and, and I, I used to say occasionally, well, you, well, if your kid comes and asks me, maybe I'll buy something from him. And occasionally that happens. I know walking in and out of stores, sometimes they have the, the whole table set up and the, the, everybody's out there trying to schlep the cookie. And I have more respect for that kid than the kid who's uh, at home and uh, the, the mom and dad are running around with the list um, because, uh, you know, and I'm like... Uh, 
fuck you and your kid. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not participating. And it's not teaching them really anything. And I know this because there's a world called sales. Some people, like myself, exist in that. It's a hard place to make a living. It takes a certain, uh, a certain, uh, a certain person with a certain uh, uh, skill set and, and, and a certain willingness to do something that 99% of the world is unwilling to do. And um, I don't think yeah. that most of these Girl Scouts end up moving into the world of sales. Uh, I, I I don't. Mm, I don't think it teaches mm. them anything in that regard. I really don't. I mean, right. honestly, and and yeah. um, so that's just kind of where the conversion. Right. So what I just read, you're saying, well, that's theoretical and a good idea. It's in pra- practicality. That's not what you've 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 experienced in the real world. It doesn't this happen. program in the. Right, right. Well, yes. in the real world, a lot of times in modern times, uh, there's a lot of that. The parents are doing a lot for their children. We do. It's just one of those things. Like every generation wants to do more. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Which is not necessarily a good or healthy thing. Now, I I, when I was down in Florida with Ray, the golf swing shirt guy, right? This is where um, he was spending some time uh, helping his daughter. Now, his daughter's a junior at in in, at college. Okay, and uh, he's helping her buy a car. And he found he went online. He found a good car, and, and Ray's a, he's a champ at finding a good used car, you know, like a pre-owned car. Okay. Um, and sure. and he'll start the negotiation and go into the thing. And now, so she, you know, so he kind of gets the ball rolling, helps her, whatever. She's gonna go look at the car. She's gonna pick out the car, and he's going back. And and so she would call him, and then he would tell her, "Here's what you got to do, what to say." And it was like this back and forth. And she didn't want to do it, or she didn't like the whole thing. And I have to say, it, it, it was probably real uncomfortable for her. But at the same time, like him having her stand up to the yeah. sales guy and to come back and counter offer with the guy is probably a really good life sure. skill. Because it is uncomfortable for a lot of people. But, like, because you're dealing in a space yes. where it's part of a negotiation. It's part of the thing. I don't like doing it. I never like doing it. You know, when I bought my car recently, it was like he had the number listed, and I went down to, you know, a lower number, but I should have gone even lower. You know, I didn't. And it was just like, like I felt bad about it. It was just a number that he determined, right? It doesn't matter that it's below the blue book value. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be like, do you want to sell the car or not? I mean, clearly, I'm a guy that wants to buy the car. You haven't seen my bank account, but the idea is I'm here and I'm talking to you. I want this car. And I, yes. I'm really glad I got it, but I probably could have saved another two to $400. You know, and so yeah, so yeah. it was at first when he was talking to her, kind of funny, she's with her friends and, and he's being straight up. Now, you know, she's, and now I'm kind of going through something with, like, with both of my kids where they got money. Cameron is great when he works. He works full time during the summer as a lifeguard, makes okay money. But now during the school year, he's not, you know, he's a senior in, in high school and he, both he and Kylie got money for Christmas, a fair amount of money. Cameron's money's almost gone. It may be gone. And I was like, what did you spend it on? <laughs> and it was like, I think a lot of it was like takeout food and DoorDash. It's like, you know, so you're, and Kylie will use Uber yeah. Eats too. And then it'd be like, so for every meal on top of the, whatever the takeout meal cost, anywhere from like a minimum of $8 to a maximum of like $22, add another Dollar ninety nine to like seven ninety nine for delivery. That's fucking sure, insane. Yeah. And I and I've been yes, around a lot. Is. So I say to both of the kids, I said, "What do you want?" Even for lunch and like buying lunch at school, while it's not crazy expensive, it adds up every time I load money onto like their the app for the. They charge me a fee of like two ninety five. I'm like, what sure. the fuck? Like, is there a better way yeah. to do this? I don't want to have to pull out a checkbook because that's stupid. But you know, it's so anyway. So, so yeah. No, I was gonna I say, even want. if you go to like, even if you go to Starbucks, Zoe won't, we'll say, let's go. Can we? Can we just stop at Starbucks every day? It's, it's mm. like a oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Kylie Dunkin' Donuts, Starbucks, yeah. Pi- the pink drink is six dollars and change for one, and it's also twelve hundred calories. <laughs> it's like a sugar. <laughs> it's a giant. It's like four desserts. 
right yeah so so kylie and cameron like no money right so so actually um my friend ray is going away and when he's away need someone to dog sit and he asked me if i would do it and whatever and pay whatever and i'm like if i'll if i'm around i'll take care of your dogs you don't have to pay me right if i'm around um you know and and he wants someone to stop by three times a day whatever so i immediately said i said cameron can drive it's less than two miles away it's you know it's just under two miles away and so i'm like cameron could do it he's like cool and it'll be like you know 20 30 dollars a day depending on how many times he goes there at least two probably three and it's for a good day so it's a good 200 and you know 200 plus dollars and so he's doing that cameron comes to me and said dad can you help me i need to record um a guitar a guitar thing for my friend and his friend's uh, a freshman in, in college, and the kid's like um, been been writing beats for people and selling them, but he doesn't play guitar. So, okay. so a couple of days ago, I sat down with Cameron, recorded into Garage Band, and it's like a one minute thing. And then he sends it to his friend, and I think his friend's gonna give him like a hundred bucks. Now his send his friend is selling the beat for more than that, you know. And and then uh, and then, you know, my friend Evan McDonald. Um, you know, a guy I met on Periscope lives down in Argentina with his family. Um, he's got that podcast, One Thing Real Quick. Evan, you know, he's a creative director, uh, you know, a graphic designer. He has a bunch of clients. And I think he's been doing some audio consulting, too, and audio projects. So anyway, so he, he asked me if my daughter could do a, a voiceover for something. I was like, I, I don't know. And I'm thinking to myself, no. I was like, she mumbles? And she speaks very softly, right? And sometimes right. really fast, right? I give her a hard time about it. I like I'll have to ask her like six, seven times. What? What did you just say? <laughs> Can you text me what you just said? And I'm sitting next to her. Um, so anyway, so she, so she, um, so I said to him like, I'm kind. Of, this is like all on WhatsApp, back and forth. I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. He's like, it doesn't pay a lot. Like, no, it it pays a hundred dollars, right? And he said it could. It probably will take like an hour, hour and a half. I said, I said, I don't know. I said, how about this? Send, I said, send me a script. He had a rough cut of uh, he needed to replace someone. They weren't very good. So he sends me the, the rough of, of the edit for one of the scripts with like five, six different characters, like three boys and two girls or three and three. And uh, so... And so I figured I would do a test. And he said, you know, just use your phone. Use, like, Voice Recorder Pro. It doesn't even matter. Like, he just wants to get a sense of whether she could do it. Yeah. But but I didn't do it that way. I mean, I, I did it. This is the way I did it was I told Kylie, doesn't pay a lot. But $100 for a 15-and-a-half-year-old who has no source of income for an hour and a half of work is, a, is really good. You know, that's a, it's a pretty good gig. You know, it's not like she's done this since she's like three and she's performing on Broadway and like getting auditions, you know, but, uh, so I just sat with her for like an hour and put the whole, and then edited the thing together. And he's like, yeah, it's great. So she's going to do that. But I think in some ways like that whole experience, like it helps her, it helps her get some confidence. It helps her grow. Like she'll get paid like there's a whole thing to it but i'm not holding her hand i did give her direction like basically i yelled at her a lot like that was terrible you know but you know it was it was was a good experience for yeah i was just i was just gonna say both of those things uh are uh you know you talked about the gig economy both of those things uh dog walking dog sitting uh you know voiceover work these are things you could do uh, you know like a hustling kid teenager uh, or or you know middle schooler or whatever could do both of those things if they if they decided to and and make probably pretty decent money at doing it if they decided to um so yeah those are great great examples that to show either one of them i i I think well there's kylie and i were talking i you know i had gotten her a, a a canon dslr you know like the canon rebel a few years ago and she hasn't whatever it's in yeah. my room and she never really got even though i have the entire adobe creative suite for her it's got lightroom photoshop the whole thing she hardly ever uses it she doesn't really have a computer she's got her ipad and she's got a chromebook but she has access to use my computer i've got plenty of external hard drives and she never really did it and and two years ago 
when my nephew was two weeks, I know about this because my, my sister just sent me a text with a Facebook post that shows you the memory. And, you know, I remember I deleted my Facebook completely, obliterated it. And since yes, I took right. these photos and I posted these photos, those photos are no longer there. And I think it upsets my sister because she just randomly showed me the post. And then there's a, you know, an attachment said the person who posted these photos or the owner of these photos has made them private or blah, 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 blah. And so the photos still exist. But I remember when, when my nephew was two weeks old, Kylie and I went to my sister's house and for about an hour and a half, we took pictures of an infant. And I thought to myself at the time when Kylie was 13 and a half, that would be the business model. A teenage girl taking pictures of babies, right? You know, yeah. really good with kids, this whole thing. I think people would hire that person. They're more likely to hire them, my, my daughter, than to hire a 40-something-year-old man who looks like me. Be like, I don't want you anywhere yes. near my child with or without a camera. And you know what I mean? Again, I'm kind of like half joking there, but there's, and it's, she keeps getting older though, no, right? It sort of shifts and change. And so like, and again, I mean, like, it's almost like a marketing. I mean, you have to be good at the job. So Kylie and I were talking and she, um, she said, dad, you never sent that picture of, of me and my friends in front of the fireplace. I, I said, Kylie, you never asked for that picture. I, I didn't really want to take the picture because there were four of them and there were at least maybe there was at least one of them, possibly two of them that hates having their picture taken. So the idea of taking a picture of four 15, 16 year old teenage girls who are used to doing selfies and all this stuff with a photo, it's like, there's no way I'm getting a picture of the four of them all looking good. And I don't want to spend a lot of time on this photo, you know, <laughs> just take your own damn photo. Right. And so, uh, but I gave it and she said, but, but you never give photos. You never deliver. I said, that's partially true, but you never asked for it. So, so then she, she started talking about, she said, she knows this girl who's a junior and I know who the kid is because I was around a lot in elementary school and took pictures and did the, you know, the fifth grade slideshow. And she said, she's doing wedding photography. And I was like, what? And I'm, I keep meaning to ask Kylie, like, I'd love to see her um, her Instagram or her website, you know, like to get a sense of what a 16, 17-year-old kid in high school is doing, how much they're working. And it's like, if they're not just doing like social media stuff where they're actually, they have a client and they're hired to do a gig. You know, I imagine yeah. they're paying, they're they're charging a lot less than an adult who's been doing it for years. But like, it's like the market shifts and changes. You know, I mean, you know, companies yes, hire absolutely. people yeah. because of their social media reach or because of what they've posted online. You know, it's right. a whole different world we live in. So, and and again, there's something about age and like the younger you are you have this opportunity and it's just like be like not that her window is closed i mean for some things like being a gymnast or whatever but again it's still like a good life skill to be able to do that that's the thing about cameron especially with playing music it's like play more make music to like do stuff well, you, you love but i kind of like the yeah go. the kid doing the beats you know if you buy yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a piece of gear Probably, if you spend uh, somewhere around uh, you know, two hundred dollars, maybe uh, is maybe the entry level, maybe even a little bit less than that. But you can buy a little electronic gizmo that um, uh, will give you some really uh, professional quality, you know, soundtracks you can put together with that. And if you add that to, if you if you take a little bit of time and and learn uh, some sort of uh, uh, you know audio program. On top of that, uh, you can make it do a lot of things. You can make it, you know, you can really turn it into something with a little bit of, uh, you know, you, if you spent one Saturday with that gear and going through some tutorials on YouTube uh, for whatever the the, the uh, you know the digital audio product you're using is, um, you're you're going to have a skill set that allows you to sell those things you know for for some fairly decent money like I said somebody's paying a hundred dollars for this you know and you as somebody just sitting at home in their underwear can jack around with this stuff and 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 make some money with it so i, I don't know there, there's lots of opportunities there um there are but trying to lead kids towards that stuff i, I found with at least with my our kids um they very often um either don't believe you or um don't see the uh, it's, it's like it's well, to me it's like kind of like the sales thing it's like uh, you know it's getting from point a to point b uh is there's a lot in between there there's there's a dis well usually 
more than anything, it's just making a decision that I can do this and I'm going to do this. And um, I've, we live in a neighborhood where there are people every single day morning and night walking dogs all over it's it's a big big dog walking neighborhood uh, I, I guess and uh, i've mentioned to both of them that if you probably went out and uh if we put together a little flyer for you and you went out and put that on some doors or did a little bit of door knocking i am sure that you could have a part-time gig walking dogs or like I said, uh, put it, put on there that I dogs like will dog sit. I will house sit your dog, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. I will walk your dog. Right. I said I know in this neighborhood there are people that would love to know that you're here, that you do this, and if you as long as you do a good job, you're gonna you know you're gonna do fine with that. And both of them were like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> give me just put money on my card, just put money on my card. <laughs> right, right, and and Which I is, think yeah, yeah, I think it's in our best interest to stop putting money on their cards. Uh, oh, you're right, you're right. No, I mean there's no question, yeah. right? So it's like, oh, yeah. and I. I'm a terrible example of this because I have I have overspent money. I'm not yeah. really good. Like I, I it just it's really challenging for me when I know that I'm in a bad example, you know. And I'm like, no, don't. I'm telling you from experience, don't do this. Like you, yes. you will regret it. It will get you into trouble, and it gets harder and harder to get out of it. Yeah. 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 I'm distracted by the dog. She's no, been I- really quiet, but. She's searching for something. I don't know if you can hear her. She's ready to kill a cat. No, she's looking. Yeah. She's got about 17 toys right here behind me, but I think that there's a bone underneath the TV thing. What kind of dog is it? I don't know what she is. It kind of looks like, I think she's got a little pointer in her. Um, I mean, he's kind of got almost like a skinny Jack Russell Terrier in the face or a kind of beagle thing, but I don't really know. I can't remember. There's something uh, that that if dog she told really me. wants. Yeah, yeah it's underneath the, the TV. We, uh, yeah, we have a, uh, the Chihuahua, our Chihuahua will, um, will drive you nuts because if there is a particular toy that she is looking for, she will just do that, that thing and just follow you around and just bug the shit out of you until you find it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, it's like, it's like OCD. It's full on OCD. Okay. Hold on. Here's what I'm going to do. You, you can, you can talk and get us geared up for injuries and I'm going to go under. Okay. Hold on. Can you hear me? I, hold on. I'm taking the headphones off. All right. It's, All right, it's cranked up. So so. We're doing the soliloquy. Are you, you, I, I can like, kind of hear you. I'm All right. across the room now here in the kitchen. Let's see. There might not be anything here. All right. I was just going to tell you that uh, when you were talking about the, the not I, putting. I can barely hear you. I'm under here, but I don't see. I don't, I don't see this. What do you want, Roxy? Roxy, Roxy, there's nothing under there. I don't know where it is. Um, I think she's looking for her bone. Um, there are seven, there's so many bones here. This is going to be fun. She's going to be thinking I'm playing a game now. I'm not really playing a game with you. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. The, okay. dog, the dog senses you're a cat person and uh, is therefore... I mean, well, I mean, she may sense that I'm a cat person, but she still likes my attention. Yeah, that's so. true. No, I was when you were talking about all of that, not putting the money on the card. I, I always feel like I'm in a weird uh, position, and, and what I mean by that is, uh, you know, you said uh, my father was born in 1904. Uh, I was the youngest of uh, a, a like a part of it. Really, um, what amounted to being, um, it's like my my parents had two families, uh, and. Um, you know, they had the older kids, and then they had this uh, strung out younger kids, and uh, me being the last one of that. They they were old when they when they when they, when I was. My dad was fifty three when when I was born, um, so they were uh, for all intents and purposes, especially then. You know, basically old minded people, because um, that's the way the world. W- w- I think it tended to be more that way back back then. Uh, people that were uh, like you talk to somebody that's fifty three now, and they don't. You know, that's not somebody you'd say, you know, oh, that's an old guy. But back then, it, you know, somebody that was um, a fifty three year old had had more of an old mindset. Um, so that said, I had parents that talked a lot about, and we were always reminded about uh, the depression, which both my parents remembered, and they, so th- there was that mindset, and then they also talked about World War II and the rationing that went on and how tight things were, and uh, so they had a very uh, 
very uh, conservative mindset, and I don't mean conservative politics, I just mean as far as spending money and buying things frivolously, uh, that sort of thing. It just didn't go on in our household. It was everything, everything was well thought out, everything was budgeted for, everything was, you know, there was, um, you know, practicality amongst everything that existed uh, as far as uh, money was concerned. And uh, you were reminded, uh, you know, you know, about about the value of things a lot more than we tend to do now and so uh, yeah so then that and the fact that i've got kids now and they're more than willing to just sit back and say put money on my card and uh you know buy me a pink drink and uh not uh, even think for a moment that uh you know there, there's going to be a a, a a financial hardship uh that would arise that you know that doesn't even pop into their heads they're like you know they're they're first world <laughs> first world kids that have uh, you know th their first world problems are you know uh, should I be worried about Greta Thunberg uh, or not uh, you know that sort of thing but as far as you know wor worrying about money or or the idea that um, there is a practicality that should be uh, involved with money I don't think that falls into their into their realm of thinking and I think that's generational and but being in the middle of it it's a strange place to be because I, I've seen both sides of it. And I, you know, like most things where there's extremes and I think these are extremes, you somewhere in the middle is probably a better answer, but, uh, trying to get kids to realize that, uh, you know, a $6 drink or a meal that you also pay $8 additional for to get somebody to bring it over to you. And when the meal arrives, it's probably not very good. And if it's like my house, they probably don't even eat the fucking thing when it arrives. They they you know they eat three three fries and take a bite out of the uh, sandwich or something, and then it sits on the counter, and the dog ends up eating it later. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's yeah it's it's uh, it can be frustrating for sure. I'm being uh, I'm being marketed to very strongly right now, and I uh, buy a product category that I can't figure out, and um, I'm not going to buy one, even though. I have kids that uh, think we probably should buy it if it's being marketed to us. Um, but for some reason right now, I'm being chased really hard by people that are selling skid loaders. And I don't know why. I don't even know what a skid loader is. I kind of do. Skid steer? Like a bobcat, a skid steer, one of those Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Bucket on front and the two levers that steers it. I, I don't yeah. know why. I've never, I don't, for the life of me, I've been trying to figure it out. Uh, I don't think I've done anything in regards to any kind of a search any kind of, i don't think i've said anything out loud but um i'm getting uh coming into my junk like junk email stuff coming in uh banner ads um all sorts of stuff popping up on uh, instagram and like i use this flipboard thing uh, on uh, on my phone to uh, aggregate news um, i'm just getting bombarded by skid loader skid steer the, the both both the the, the you know the, it's yeah, I don't know what these things cost you know they're like twenty five thousand dollar you know tractor type things or something those and the 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 uh, sundry attachments and I didn't know there were so many things that you can do with a skid steer or a skid loader there's there, there's all kinds of junk you can hook up to those things but I'm not gonna I, I, I I'm not buying I, I don't need one but they think I do and I don't know why they think I do um, something has led the uh, the marketers to think that that's something that I need in my life, and I don't fucking know why. It's driving me a little crazy, but uh, and I'm trying to get them off my back. I'm trying to do other weird searches. Have they called you, or is it just through sort yeah. of like your phone and computer? No, it's just that like it's they the in the world of marketing uh, they call it retargeting, digital retargeting, which usually goes you know it's the idea that you, you do a search or you do something, and then um, somebody makes a digital note. Oop, John's interested in um, whatever, and uh, then it, then it, you know John needs to buy his 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 girlfriend a good solid knife. He needs to get her a sh probably a Wustoff. I'm thinking eh, she might be a shoon. She, I think she get her a shoon. Um, but uh, anyway, for yeah. Valentine's Day, I'll get her one. For for Valentine's yeah. Day. Nothing mm -hmm. says I love you for Valentine's Day. Like a like really like a sharp eight inch eight chef inch. Nice. Eight inch Not. chef's knife, yeah, mm -hmm. with a uh, Japanese blade. Where I'm kind of trying to remember what they call those Japanese blades. It's like the, what the samurai swords are made out of, where they do the multi layer steel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice little you know, mm -hmm. wood grainy looking sort of side thing on it. Um, 
Damascus, I believe is what they call that Damascus steel blade. So that, yeah, that does say I love you. And then, uh, you know, if you want to, you can make some sort of a cute little, uh, cute little card that says, uh, you're a sharp girl. (laughs) So, you know, that's that's clever. (laughs) I'm going to just cough right all over that. By the way, when your dad was 53 years old, when he had old world, thoughts right and a way of looking at the world yes. uh, in 19 that would have been 1957 the uh, male uh, life expectancy in the united states was i believe 66 yeah, so, so if yeah. you think about that he yeah. was at the end he was he was closing in on the end yes and I so would imagine right and i, I would imagine that yeah. the average weight for a guy was probably in the 160s we're, we're fatter and we live longer now so <laughs> which is <laughs> that makes sense well and so right now this is as of 2017 statistics males the gender specific life expectancy 76.1 years female okay. 81.1 years so um women are killing men sooner i think yes uh, something like that knives. with their knife and then but here's one that's really as far as um, uh, um, ethnic region, uh, you know, so uh, the shortest lifespan, African-Americans, 74.6. Not Africans, African-Americans. We're just talking about America right now, okay? Native Americans, 76.9. White, 78.9. Latino, 82.8. And there's something to be said for these really high-end sharp knives, 86.5. Hmm. 86 and a half years old. I don't know what that, it is. They must have a better Asians? philosophy. Is that what, what you're saying? 86 Asians. And a half? Asian, yeah, Asian Asians. Americans. Yeah. Now, I mean, that's not just Japanese. I assume they're just taking the cumulative of they, everyone who's... They slice their vegetables really thin and they eat a lot of them. I, that, I think that's part of it. Right yeah. part of it. So how's yeah. the injuries? You said you had... Yeah, my, my life expectancy is so low. I mean, I'm 48. I don't think I'm going to make it past 53. Have you um, seen a doctor in the last week? I know. I haven't seen the doctor in the last week. I saw the doctor a week and a half ago, although I did get a call yesterday. My blood work is good. Clear. Your blood work is good. Yeah. Right. The office called me yesterday. Blood work is good. What is that? So I don't know what like that means. Cholesterol? I don't know. Stuff? I guess across the board. I didn't see the specifics. I'm sure that I'm entitled to see those specifics. Somehow I could reach out to my insurance company, Quest Lab, my doctor's office. Yeah. I can, I can get There's those. a document. There's a report. Yep, yep. I have time to go on the internet and look them all up and go like, boom, look at this. Clean bill of health. And so then... Um, you know, I, I don't accept that I have asthma. I refuse to accept that I have asthma. Like Good. right before we recorded this podcast, I went for a 45-minute run walk, and it was I did four miles, uh, and it was half and half, half walk, half run. And, you know, it starts with like a 90-second jog, a 90-second, you know, walk, a 90-second jog, you know, and then it kind of ramps up, and then eventually you get to, a, you know, a one-and-a-half-minute run, one and a half minute recovery walk and then you go up all the way up to three minutes and then come back down drop back down right so i was like holy shit that was a lot more intense my heart rate probably got up to about 180 when as low as like you know probably started in the 50s and then right peaked at like 180 yeah. so i don't know what the average was but anyway but it was it was a good you know i need to move i want to stay alive and and but uh the on super bowl sunday uh that night i went to sleep fell asleep for about an hour and a half i woke up at around i don't know 1 30 in the morning with the most intense pain in my shoulder and my elbow like it was just and it wasn't like the feeling stroke. i had when i had a stroke no not at all okay. not like that it wasn't like pins and needle fell asleep it just my arm felt heavy and it just i couldn't find any position for it now I think that I was leaning on my right side. I had I had been um, using like a meditation app or something, and I was no problem. I fell asleep probably within two minutes, and and I'm just le- and I got a sleep injury. Okay, so and it's like what? <laughs> and th- that arm was fucking heavy, and I was awake the rest of the night. I couldn't fall back. It wasn't until about maybe six six thirty in the morning that I fell asleep for like another forty five minutes to an hour. And it's like, you know how the Apple Watch um, tracks your standing? I think, so Monday, which, you know, because from the time I woke up, I was probably on my feet that full day from like midnight to 11.59 Monday night for about 20 hours. 
because of the number of times I got out of bed, walked around, tried to get comfortable. So I didn't really yeah. do much about it, kind of ignored it. And then I got Tiger Bomb, which was big in the 90s, you know, that rub that you put on? Like, I, put I, that thought, on. I thought you were going to say it was big in the 40s. <laughs> Tiger <laughs> Bomb? Tiger Bomb. <laughs> From, you know, from this from China. I don't know <laughs> when it was. I mean, by I, somebody with coronavirus. No, Tiger I think Bomb. it was. I think Tiger Bomb was pretty big in the U.S. in the '90s, like when when Arizona Iced Tea and ginseng with g- everything had ginseng. You know, they Tiger, had little Tiger shots. Woods. I think yeah. is what was big. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so I, I so you know, and it, it gets a point. Like I was driving Kylie. I picked her up from dance, and she's listening to, I think, like, Ariana Grande and, like, my right shoulder. I'm, like, moving it around, and she thought I was kind of dancing to the music, and she was laughing her ass off. I'm like, no, it, it hurts. TikTok, it gets worse TikTok. at night. It gets so bad at night. And so um, I finally, I was, I got a prescription for lidocaine 5%, like, patches, and that was, like, my doctor on call through my, um, this is a couple of days ago. Like, really? uh, okay. yeah, today's the, I, on Thursday night, I called up, uh, Oscar health doctor on call. They get back to you. You request it. You'd go on the app, you request it and they call you within 15 minutes to an hour. And then Dr. Perez Torres, who must be up here in Connecticut somewhere. Cause I was close to Susie's call me back. I go over the whole thing, you know, tell him about my sleep injury and he prescribes lidocaine fiber, lidocaine patches, 5%. Hmm. then even though he calls it in oscar denies it it needs approval now he's contracted by you know they they contract him through some service and then he's paid whatever fee you know there's money moving around here guy was really nice really good says it could be um bursitis could be a bunch of things pinch nerves so you know this is just to help with the pain you know and then uh, i ended up getting lidocaine over the counter you know, patches, put them on, and uh, last night, they all fell off. <laughs> they fell off in the middle of the night. They're good for your back, right? Because your back is, like, almost flat. It's curved a little bit, but on your shoulder, elbow, and your hand, not yeah. so much. So, Next I, time, swallow them. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that's what I do. I swallowed the Tiger Bomb and the Lidocaine patches. Uh, it helps a lot. And that ladies and gentlemen is our show let's let mr big voice take us out thanks for listening and we hope you enjoyed unbecoming of age bonus content at unbecomingofage.com subscribe on itunes or your favorite podcatcher find us on social media at unbecoming of age and sometimes when we talk